Hey there, Aurora with Supercharged Science, Homeschool Science Resources for K-12 and Homeschool Science Curriculum for K-12. And if you'd like, we're actually going to talk about the reasons why kids don't don't have it in them to actually do their lessons on their own. Why does it feel like you constantly have to pull and push and cajole and bribe to get them to do their lessons? If you like this and you want more, go to my website, www.superchargedscience.com. There's a lot of free stuff on there you can use with your kids to get them started. Okay, so why is it that some kids are like, you give them something and then boom, they're off, and other kids are like, they're like, um, really dig in their heels and or they just it feels like they can't do anything without you does this sound familiar like you try and you try but they're constantly um, either in your shadow or you put them here uh, with the problem and it's like just finish this worksheet or finish this chapter and you come back and nothing's been done does that sound familiar okay so there are a couple of things going on and if you can understand this perspective maybe if it's helpful to you use it I really hope this helps um, and really one of the top reasons that I've found in over 20 years of teaching kids that some kids have what they need and can just run with it and others need a lot more direction is because the number one reason is that kids need a reason why to do it. They need a reason like why should I bother? And if they don't have a reason why they should bother doing it, why does it matter, who cares, they're not going to do it at all. It's like handing the kids a stack of busy work most kids are not going to do that unless you've got a kid who's completion oriented or loves busy work and has found fulfillment that way. <laughs> but most kids will need a reason why. A lot of academics, a lot of curriculum programs have it backwards. They will shove a bunch of information, a bunch of things that kids need to memorize or need to know, and they completely skip the first step, which is find out what the kids are interested in and excited about first and then find a way to dovetail what they need to learn with what they're already interested in and then proceeding onward. Does that make sense? So kids need a reason why. Now there are a lot of other reasons and we call this approach avoidance which means you ever had like a piece of toast in a toaster and it like falls in the back and the toaster's still really hot. Not not the kind where you put it in the top and you put the thing down and it goes bing um, but the kind where you like a toaster oven you put it in the back and you're in there and you're like, oh, it's hot, but I, I think I can get it. Oh, but but it's hot, but I think I can get it, right? So that's what approach avoidance is like. And this behavior um, is common in a lot of kids and actually pretty much all kids. So uh, what what's going on is they, they have, they'll take two steps forward, but then they'll take two or three steps back. And they'll take two steps forward and two or three steps back. And this makes parents want to rip out their hair. And they're like, what do you mean? You can't like do this thing on your own. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so... So um, a lot of the avoidance in there is the kids are either afraid of making mistakes. They're afraid of, hey, I'll make a mess and I'll get in trouble for it. Or I'll try it and it won't work again. Um, so a lot of the fears come up with that approach avoidance. That's that fear that keeps them from continuing to make progress towards their goal, towards whatever it is that they're curious about and interested about. The other thing is the kids will lack confidence that they can do it on their own. And this happens a lot when parents micromanage. So um, for example, you'll see this uh, with a lot of helicopter type um, of parenting, uh, the behavior from the parents. They're, they're constantly hovering. Are you okay? Is everything going okay? Oh, don't do this. Don't do that. And, and the kid's like, I've got this message that the world is bad and it's not safe or they don't have what it takes to do it. And this comes out in a lot of different ways in their behavior. So the confidence that you instill in your kids today actually started when they were brand new. And so you can start today by encouraging them to make their mistakes and to bounce back. Because it's not as it's not how many times you fall, 
It's how you get up, and it's how fast you get up, and how many times you can get up. Because uh, everybody falls, everybody makes mistakes, right? But as parents, we love our kids so much, but we don't want them to feel the same pains we did. Oh dear! But unfortunately, if you rob them of that, now they have the belief that, or they may have the belief that, um, you know, I don't have what it takes to do it. Mom, you got to do it for me. And so that's there's a lot that goes into this. Um, this common complaint that a lot of homeschoolers have, like, I just want my kids to work independently. Well, that training of working independently and that instilling that fire and that excitement inside begin begins a few steps before. So if you're in the spot where you feel like, oh, I wish my kids would just do their stuff on their own, do their lessons on their own, just give me an hour. Um, so there's a couple of things you can do. First thing is you need to let them make mistakes and to let them feel like it's okay with you. Um, a lot of kids, kids love to please us as grown-ups, and so if they're feeling like, oh, if I do this, mom will get really mad, or mom will get upset, or it won't be okay, um, they have to feel that it's safe for them to make mistakes, that it's okay. Um, and so what I've done is, when, it, for example, with, with little tiny kids, um, we'll do coloring. And the kids, some kids won't even color because they're afraid they'll like go outside the lines. I will go outside the lines on purpose. I will take five crayons at one time and completely mess it up, right? And it looks terrible. But I don't care because I want the kids to know that they can color any way they want and it's totally fine. I will not let them run out in the street so they know the difference between when I'm serious about no and when, hey, you know what? Creative expression, go for it. Um, and also when I'm in a classroom environment and when I'm teaching, I will have them color outside the lines. I will have them try and experiment. So if we're doing, you know, science fair projects, if we're doing like paper airplane day, um, you know, I will have instructions for doing 10 of my favorite paper airplanes. Will I throw a hissy fit if they make paper airplane design on their own? Absolutely not. It doesn't cause a problem for anybody else on the planet. Their design, it's fine. So they can co totally do it. And they feel confident in it. They're like, hey, I did this. And I thought, you know, it's not my design, but that's okay. That's totally cool. Look what you made. That's awesome. Because the goal isn't to, to copy me. The goal is for everyone to have a project by the end of the day. So when do you do your kids, uh, when you're doing their curriculum, remember what the ultimate goal is. Is it to finish this worksheet by today? Probably not. Is it by the end of the year or the end of five or ten years for them to walk out happy, confident, for them to be able to take on the world, for them to have the confidence they need that you know, whatever comes up, they've got it. If that's your goal, then it's very different how you're going to approach these lessons. So remember, a curriculum isn't just something that you need to like tick off each thing like, oh, phew, did physics today. Oh, phew, did chemistry. <laughs> At the end of the year, you want to say, you know what, my kid has a really solid foundation in chemistry and they've got an appreciation for what it really is. Um, and so that's a much different process. Now, I'm going to give you a couple more things that are important to keep in mind. If you've just joined us, my name's Aurora with Supercharged Science. And if you like this and you want more, visit my website, www.superchargedscience.com. I actually have a 2,500 video online science curriculum program that will teach your kids hands-on science by getting them so excited from the inside. They're going to be measuring the speed of light using a chocolate bar. They're going to be doing um, all kinds of really cool experiments like making a soda can sterling engine. <laughs> they're, making, um, they're going to make things disappear just by using uh, tricks with light and they're going to be making their own telescope and their own microscopes. Um, tons of cool stuff that really make kids go, wow, I'm curious about the world around us. Around us. And the experiments are structured in a way where it's not step one, step two, step three, and expect this to happen, right? Because what scientist in their right mind is going to do an experiment they already know the answer to? 
So this, we want to build up their confidence. We want them to feel good about who they are and about what they can handle. And so the experiments are set up in a way where it shows you the main idea and the main model, and you say, okay, now try this, get this result, and then take it further. Show me 10 more variations you can do on the same exact thing. So when we make rockets, we say, okay, the basic principles, this is an example of a rocket. Okay, now make your own, now try it, test it, observe, observational. And now, can you make it go over the roof? You know, what would you have to change? What, what needs to happen? So it starts to get the kids um, asking better questions. It gets them interested. It gets them focused. And so they're not relying on you, the teacher. They're not relying on a textbook. They're not relying on someone to tell them what to do throughout the day. They're already interested and excited from the inside out. So I hope this has been helpful. Um, something that can be really important to remember is that they've got two drivers inside, right? So kids will have... Uh, we talked about approach avoidance in the beginning. If you just joined us, it's basically like I was using the example about toast. You ever have like the toaster, something hot fall like in the back of a, the, the toaster oven and you're like, oh, I think I can get it. Oh, I think I, I but it's hot, but oh, I don't want to get burned. But, but I really want that toast. That was like the last piece of cinnamon raisin toast. Gosh, that sounds good right now, <laughs> but I really want to get it. So they have this two step forwards, two step back approach avoidance. And this happens a lot with education with kids. And when you homeschool kids, um, you see it even more, right? Because you're around your kids like all the time. So you want to be really consistent about the messages you give your kids. You want to empower them so they, um, because the, the frustration a lot of parents have is, oh, my kids don't do their lesson on their own. Why not? I want them to. Um, but that, that begins like way earlier than when you pull out the books when they're 12 years old and start doing their lessons on their own. It begins way earlier. They're taking responsibility for their own education and they're learning it on their own because they want to. The top single most thing that's missing from across the board on all, the single most, the, the top thing that's missing from all curriculum programs is a reason why. There's a reason why to do anything. If you can think about a grown up who is totally not motivated, has no reason to get out of bed in the morning, no reason to stay fit or healthy or in shape, you probably know somebody like this, right? Imagine that's your kid now. Okay, so that grown up eventually, uh, beforehand, was a kid, right, with no motivation. Now they're a grown up with no motivation. They need a reason why, right? As soon as they get interested in maybe a girlfriend or as soon as they get interested in something else, all of a sudden they're like sweeping up and cleaning their houses and they're like going to the gym and they're watching what they eat and they're brushing their hair and showering every morning, right? They need a reason. <laughs> Same thing with kids. They need a reason to learn this stuff. You know, whether it's math or whether it's history or English or science, um, science is easy because it's, um, kids are natural little scientists. They're naturally curious about, hey, how's that work? Or why'd that turn blue? Or how come that's flying now? <laughs> so it, science is easy to do that with um, as long as you structure it the right way. Math is actually one of the harder ones only because of how it's presented. Math, if you want a quick tip to remember about math, math is a language of science. So what that means is, is if you can do science and math at the same time, you'll have 95% of your math completed for you. And in my online science program at superchargedscience.com, um, that's one of the things we do. We actually will teach trigonometry when we do velocity and acceleration, because that's where it belongs. That's what it's for. So, you know, we're talking about cosines and sines and tangents, and kids are like, when am I ever going to use this? And parents are like, I don't know, but you better learn it to pass your test. Yeah, that's not very motivating. But if you say, oh, well, you need it because you need to find this component because the rocket's doing this, but now it's doing that, and now there's a mass transfer, and now we have to, you know, transfer it to the X domain, and now, you know, the kids are like, oh, I got it, I got it, okay, I'll work through that. And now because they want to and they make sense. Okay, so I hope this has been helpful. Remember, um, your kid's biggest 
um, approach avoidance, the avoidance, the fears, or fear of making mistakes. Um, fear of being micromanaged. I don't know about you, but I hate it when somebody's looking over my shoulder and telling me exactly, oh, don't do that, oh, be careful, oh, no, no. Can you imagine, right, trying to get through your day with you've always got somebody behind you just like always correcting you, Ugh, right? <laughs> so, um, so you'll see that in a lot of helicopter parent type of behaviors. Um, kids don't have the confidence that they have what it takes to make it happen when they're micromanaged because that micromanaging says you can't do it without me, you need me, I constantly have to be there for you. So if that's the message they've got, it makes sense that they can't, they won't do their work on their own, right? because that's not what they've been taught. That's not what they believe about themselves. They don't believe they've, they've got what it takes. And actually, I couldn't believe it when I saw it in a magazine, I think four months ago. Um, it was in Forbes magazine that 60% of incoming engineering freshmen either drop out or switch majors. And the top reason was because they didn't believe they had the confidence to complete the program. They didn't think they had what it, ha what it takes inside to finish their program. I don't know about you, but if you if you worked that hard to get into an engineering program and you dropped out, I mean, that's a setback. I mean, financially, with time, right? And that's when they're 19. I mean, instilling confidence begins way earlier, like, you know, when they're two. <laughs> so you don't want that kind of setback in your kid's future. So also um, with science specifically, a lot of fear is instilled from parents about, don't make a mess. Right? Don't make a mess. You can do science, but just make sure it's, you know, in this little box and perfect and, and make sure it works the first time. Uh, and make sure, you know, you can do science, but oh yeah, we don't have the stuff for it. <laughs> so that can be really frustrating for kids and kids that don't know how to make it happen um, will, will fall into that, that downward spiral. Like, oh, I don't have what it takes. Oh, you know what? And eh, never mind. Not me, not me, not me. Um, because they, they're afraid of getting in trouble. They're afraid of making mistakes. So Okay, so I hope this has been helpful. If you like this and you want more, if you want to try some hands-on science experiments like right now, like today, and get started, go to www.superchargedscience.com and click on free stuff because I have a whole bunch of uh, free science experiments I'm going to send you right now. Just tell me where to send it. Um, put your name uh, or put your email in and it'll show up in your box. And also, it'll put you on our personal invite list. So next time I do a science class, you can see how I teach science and use the things that you like from that class with your kids. So you can actually see a teacher teaching kids science and say, oh, you know what, that's a great idea. I love the way she does that or I love the way that this came across. Um, and I will actually personally teach your kids science for an hour and you as well so that's also really fun so you can go and that's actually right under free stuff I think it says free live class or something like that so get on our free um, get on our email list so you'll get a personal invite for that I hope this has been helpful and I will see you next time take care everybody